Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Short Straw Podcast. I'm Zane and this is our second topical episode. This week is Children's Mental Health Week and I wanted to talk about a topic that probably not a lot of people will be able to relate to, but I feel like it's something quite important that people definitely need to hear and to get the message across, I've brought my friend Adriana here along with me. Now, Adriana's story is uh, mildly distressing, so I am giving a slight warning about that to anyone who's listening. But the main message of it really is that some people like Adriana can lose themselves for a little while in their lives, especially as, as young people, and especially in the situations that we find ourselves in today. But then certain things happen and corners are turned. So Adriana, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. No worries. It has been quite a while since I last saw you, so it's interesting that this is our first real conversation in a number of months. But how have you been? How are things? I've been decent. I've been trying to get in contact with you. Yes. Unsuccessfully. I do apologise for that. I'm joking, by the way. And um, (laughs) but no, I think it's how have you been? I've been alright. I think it's a it's it's a busier time I'm finding now at school than than even when we were at school in person. So I'm trying to cope with quite a high workload, but I'm okay. Um, Adriana, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, Would you be able to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am 16 and I live and go to school in London. Do you enjoy your school experience? Yeah, I mean, I do like four essay subjects, but it's mediocre at best on a good day. (laughs) I mean, four essay subjects is just a lot of extra stress that people just don't need. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but you decided to do them anyway. Yeah, naturally. Okay, of course. Um, <laughs> if we just jump headlong into into this episode, um, you've experienced a lot of different things in your life and they've all shaped your perspective and the way you live in numerous different ways, but what do you think is the most significant challenge that you've ever faced? Um, so I think the most significant challenge I've ever faced is probably losing my brother um, when I was 12 years old, um, when we were on holiday at a friend's house in Italy. And this was a really weird time for me anyway, because I was changing schools and I was just super nervous and not very good with social interaction. Okay. Um, but basically we were at our friend's house. It was our first night Mm -hmm. and a massive earthquake struck. And what happened was the house I was staying in got completely destroyed. I mean, looking back on the photos of it now and the photos that were in the press, um, the room I was in was actually the only room that was left standing in the entire like three story house. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot, but what happened was, is that the girl I was sharing a room with, our family friend, she woke me up, and we went out into the hallway, obviously not really knowing what was going on, because we had been asleep when the original tremor struck. Sure. And we went out into the hallway hoping we could get out of the house, find our families, and, you know, be safe, Mm -hmm. but that really quickly changed when we went out into the hallway and the staircase that had originally been there had fallen down completely. And the whole back of the house was just on the floor, like demolished. 
Um, and so we stood there for around two hours, um, waiting for emergency services to get there, waiting to find some proof of life for our families. Um, I remember her younger brother, who had been my brother's best friend, mm-hmm. was actually outside the house safely after being dragged out um, by some local boys. Okay. Because he, basically, my brother's bed had fallen through the ground oh, in no. the original tremor, and he, right. we later found out that he died relatively instantly, which was obviously a blessing. Mm-hmm. But um, he had basically jumped in into the hole where my brother had fallen into okay. and tried to punch through like a wall of rock in order to get to my brother and to save him. But obviously, he was putting his own life in danger, and he had to be dragged out of the house um but yeah so we heard him yelling for us we yelled back and people were then notified that we were actually okay and alive even though there was this massive ball of like rock of concrete sure. hanging above us and when i say it was literally hanging by a thread i mean it was literally hanging by a thread every i think there were two or three tremors that struck why we're still trapped in the house okay and every single time we were like this is the end Right. This thing is falling on us. Of course. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, after hearing the dog who had been under the staircase, you know, hearing him pass away, after hearing yells from people who we didn't even, who we didn't know who it was, you know, if it was my parents, if it was her parents. Sure. Yeah. Um, under the rubble, we finally got rescued by climbing over a ladder over a massive hole where the staircase used to be, mm-hmm. and it took about four hours for any proof of life really from our families i remember we thought that it originally been her parents yelling to us from under the rubble and um we didn't actually know that it was my parents until they were rescued on doors they had found from like the wreckage of the house yeah because emergency services took like four hours to get there which was obviously a massive issue yeah yeah um but yeah, we waited, we waited, and my, I was told that it was unlikely my family had lived, okay. given the state of the house, given how they couldn't find anyone. Yeah. And then, you know, I watched my parents get airlifted to separate hospitals because my father was more in need of care than my mom. Okay. And yeah, my uncle came and got me finally after taking like a plane helicopter and bribing someone to drive up to the site yeah with um because obviously no one wants to go into a situation like that voluntarily yeah Yeah, yeah. um but yeah well i mean i i know you've heard this in the in the years that we have been friends but i am sorry it's that's a definitely something that not many people would ever experience in a lifetime but you know i'm glad everyone else is okay you know, that is, that is a blessing in so many different ways. Um, something like that would have obviously an enormous impact on your day-to-day life following that. Would you be able to give some insight into the repercussions of it when you got back home? Yeah. Um, so when I got back home, it was really weird because obviously we had people visiting, we had people telling us how sorry they were and obviously my parents weren't in very good condition mm. and I was actually due to start a new school okay. in my year eight mm-hmm. um, about a week and a half after this all happened and as someone who was later diagnosed with autism you can imagine that trauma plus 
you know, limited social skills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not the best way to start a new school. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't great. I failed school for many years Which um, is... after that because I wasn't able to process anything. And I did eat lunch with a school nurse um, for about two weeks at the start wow. okay. of the school. Yeah, we're best friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was really hard to cope. But I think that looking back on it, I'm a better person for it because I have so much more empathy for others now okay. than I did before just going through my own struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think definitely. I, I also think, you know, failing through through classes for years as you just mentioned that would have been unnatural for you considering as you just said you know you were diagnosed with autism right so okay well common misconception not all autistic people are like geniuses who work for the fbi no Um, but no but i yeah i was i was definitely a weird kid um i've told you this many times (laughs) yeah (laughs) but when i was little i actually would i was obsessed with inflation and economics Okay. So I would play with pieces of paper on my bedroom floor while the people were outside doing normal things and interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. And I would create a, an economy in my bedroom like a little weirdo. And my only friends were pieces of paper. Well, <laughs> so, well I mean, that's, that's not such a bad thing. At least you were aware about what was going on in the world around you, right? Yeah, exactly. And I like recycled it after. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, Good for the environment as well. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, that does go back to my point, which is that, you know, that surely failing through years worth of classes was difficult for you considering that, you know. Yeah, I mean, everyone was pretty confused. I remember having long emotional arguments with my parents and various members of staff at school. And they're like, just do the work. And I'm like, I can't. Sorry. Yeah. Um, But yeah, also, it was really crazy at GCSE because obviously some autistic people have insane fixations. Some okay. of mine include um, Marvel movies and comics. Okay. Um, Harry Potter, obviously. Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter. But then also like history, politics, and English, which are now some of my A-levels. Mm-hmm. So though I was amazing in those subjects, but then math, I would just joke around with a math teacher to avoid doing any form of work. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a weird few years. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And those those fixations you said that you had, were those sort of not direct coping mechanisms, but did you did you turn to them to ease the stress that was on your mind? Yeah, actually. I mean, I've watched Iron Man, the first one, obviously, yeah. um, about 19 times. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Most of which were after my brother died, which okay. definitely could be a coincidence, but also definitely could not be a coincidence. Sure. Um, no, but I definitely think that that was my way of escaping. I mean, if you just imagine yourself in a fictional world, you don't have to deal with anything that's going on in your own world. And I think that talking to my friends, I had a therapist who I would honestly just gossip about boys with, Hmm. you know, because obviously I was searching for that sort of sibling figure who I could talk to. And I think that maybe it wasn't the most healthy way of coping, but it really worked. And okay. even now, like when I'm feeling stressed, I'll go watch the Iron Man movie for the 20th time. Yeah. You know, and it sounds really silly and really nerdy, but yeah. it's actually probably one of the best ways of coping. Just taking yourself out of your own world for a while. Yeah. And putting yourself into this new place where you feel like you can be comfortable. 
I, I mean, I think that makes sense. And, you know, drawing yourself away from a situation like that may may be your way of coping. There's Obviously, everyone is different in their ways of coping. Um, and your friends, I, I would assume, played quite a big part in helping you get through things. Yeah, especially you. Thank you. Thank you. I will take credit for that. <laughs> um, but, you know, like something like that, for example, an, an event like that that you, you go through, and with your autism as well, you're you're a great student. I mean, I, I know that because I've known you for a while, but how did you get from failing through those classes as a result of your trauma to now being back to, to where you know that you belong in terms of your standard? Well, I mean, that is a great question. And it's one that the special needs counselor at my school has been asking me a lot <laughs> because she thinks she's like found the cure for autism. <laughs> Which she hasn't. But um, I think it's just a genuine passion and interest for your subjects. I mean, I just, I love spending hours going through news stories and just really obscure, like, economic theory. Sure. Like, that's just what I do in my free time. Interesting. So I think it's just a genuine passion and also just a drive to be successful because obviously... A lot of people started giving up on me because it looked like, you know, given my various setbacks, that I was not going to be successful. A lot of people didn't think I was going to pass my GCSEs, which at one point I also believed. Okay. And as someone who had, you know, once been a gifted child, I was really just wondering where I went. Okay. And I think that my teachers trying to just engage with me Mm. made the biggest difference. Yeah. Because... You can't be passionate for a subject if you don't find it fun, if you don't find it interesting. Of course, yeah. yeah. You, know, you can't force yourself to be interested in something. But you can force yourself to be successful. Yeah. Because that's what I used to do. Because everyone started thinking, oh, maybe she's not as special as we thought when she was younger. Right. And I thought, no, that's not fair. I'm not going to just dumb myself down for these other people. I have to show myself what I'm capable of because I need to prove everyone wrong you know I need to do this for myself because you have felt that sort of the disparity of being given up on and I think that's in terms of your motivation that's got to be the biggest factor by obviously what you've just told me you know was that sense of you know I know I can do it other people might not know I can do it but then again other people weren't in the situation that you were in and I think that that does make a lot of sense in the sense that you know even for anyone listening to this right now Follow your passions, you know, your passions are the best way to express yourselves and the best way to to really feel comfortable with yourselves. Would you would you agree with me on that? Yeah, 100%. I think that you'll be successful at whatever you do, as long as you're passionate and you work hard, because nothing comes for free. Yeah. But if you work hard and you genuinely enjoy something, you can do whatever you want to do. And that's that's anything that does apply to anything, even if that is being successful in picking yourself up the up off the ground or, you know, being successful in helping one of your friends. Um, things like that do make a difference to you as a person. And I think, Adriana, as well, in terms of your, your coping mechanisms, we talked about your fixations and things that brought you happiness outside of the world that you had seen and the world that you had experienced. And then we we know about your motivation. How is that change your perspective on everything in in the world as you see it? I think that I now have a lot more empathy 
for people who I see struggling. Okay. I mean, before I would sort of stay silent when I saw any sort of injustice, but now I'm always the person to stand up for the underdog because, you know, I've been that person who people were talking about, who people thought was super dumb, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I've been that person. I've been talked about. Yeah. So now just making sure that no matter if I'm, if I'm close to them, if I'm not close to them, I will literally talk to anyone, right? Whoever will listen to me, yeah. I will have a conversation with them. And I think that you just have to be there for people. And I think that's genuinely changed my outlook on life because even people I don't know, even news stories I see, I, I donate, right? Like I do things, I play an active role in society because I know what it's like to be on like the wrong foot sure. with other people. So I just want to make life as easy as I can for other people. I, I appreciate that. I think that that definitely makes sense. And that's definitely useful to a lot of different people out there. Um, in terms of sort of encompassing everything that we've just talked about, encompassing the, the trauma and the motivations and everything, what would you say as a, as a general message to anyone out there listening to this? I think I would say that you definitely should never give up on yourself because I really thought about it a lot when I was struggling. But then I would hear someone say something really just critical about me and I would think, that's not who I am. I now have to motivate myself to prove to you that that's not who I am. Sure. Because everyone has something about them that's special and that's smart and intelligent. So you just need to work at whatever you want to work at and show everyone because you need to be successful for yourself and push yourself because at the end of the day, no one else can force you to. So you have to start being successful for yourself. I think that's inspiring. I think what what you have to say is definitely, definitely inspiring to a lot of people. And I think hearing something like that from someone who's not an adult, which is who we usually hear it from, will, will have a massive impact on anyone who's listening to this, really. So thank you. You know, actions do speak louder than words and you're living, breathing, functioning proof of that. So, you know, hats off to you. You're, it's, it's inspirational, really. Thank you. I think so as well. Yeah, it's, it's good. And, you know, to everyone out there who is listening to this, hold yourselves in high regard and prioritize yourselves and focus on what you want to do and be the best that you can be with everything that you'd like to do. Because just as Adriana has just said, you know, you can make a difference in your own life. And in times like these, in times where you're faced with trauma or loss or disparity, not knowing who you are, maybe losing sight of any ambitions or goals, you can always find some way to do that. Whether that's with your friends or whether that's by yourself, there's always a way to get through that. So Adriana, thank you for everything that you've shared with us today. I appreciate it was a difficult conversation, but it really means a lot having me and I hope I can inspire anyone who listens to this or just make them feel a bit better about themselves for however long this was because I guarantee we've gone over time because I talk too much <laughs> we're actually we're actually in good time so we will oh, really? wrap, we guys will... this is the second take actually so this is quite impressive exposed okay right so now we were going now we're gonna end this because we've just been exposed um yes this was our second take but yes um adriana thank you again guys until our next podcast episode please as per stay safe stay happy you know look out for the people around you check in with the people around you and yeah thank you for listening i'll see you in the next episode bye for now